I don't even know what year it is. What time is it? You know, what, whatever. What time is it? Game time. Woo. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo. He's bringing it. He's bringing it. We're back with the big zoo. Zubin Nongpal. Yo, can I just say one real things? Real things, real things. Um, Fun fact. I met Ben through you. Is that right? Yeah. I Do you... want one third of the revenue stream of this podcast. <laughs> ben, paper that shit up. Uh, Do you not? You didn't. Re- through you don't... OMP? No. How did we meet? How did you meet Ben? Do you do? Yeah, yeah. Tell the story though. You don't even remember? No. It was so young. You were so young and high. Um... You were so young and high. Okay. Um, it was because we were at Soho, and you're like, "Yo, you need me and my friend Ben." He wa- you know, he wants to join, da 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 da. He's a lawyer, but he's cool, he's cool. <laughs> he's like, he's cool. And he has like a, he's doing like a music app, like he's really into music. He's really into but he's a lawyer, he's a lawyer. So I was like, oh my god, Zoom, what's going on? So I remember reluctantly you guys were like already there, like, you know, having a drink, whatever. I come in and he goes, All right. Hey, this has been, you know, catching vibes. And then this guy was starting to drop real, like, me. I was like, so what do you listen to? And he was like, bam, bam, bam. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, he actually, like, you know, reached yeah. Pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, some would say. <laughs> I was like, oh, so you're like, okay, this is interesting. And then he, remember Songo? Rest in peace, Songo. Yeah. Yo, that was ahead of the times, bro. Yeah. What year was that? Yeah, that was 2000. Quick. Pause here. Now realizing that not only one third of the podcast revenue streams, but I got you in the Soho house. You owe me like, <laughs> yeah. that. That's yeah. like five years of social life right there. Yeah. Can I deduct all my membership fees? Wow. Well, and the membership? and the bar tab that kept going and oh yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Thanks, man. But anyway, so this is how now we're we've come it full circle. Comes full circle. And now we can't wait to grill you mm. and make you cry yeah. and be vulnerable. I look forward to sharing my deepest feelings. Okay, well. I'll be a, yeah, we don't have many feelings on the show. We, we go deep, though. Do we? Yeah, we do. There are moments where tears were shed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, with Ben's ex girlfriend. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. So, what's up, Zubin? How's life, buddy? Chilling. You know, been hanging out in Miami for the last couple of months. After, you know, probably my longest hiatus from here, maybe like 18 to 24 months since I've been back, or spent like more than a couple days. Yeah. It's great. It's great to be back, man. You seem really fucking happy to be back. Like, you know. They got babysitter. Yeah, exactly. I've been like locked in my house with, in Austin, where like I don't really have a network, no friends, with my child and no child care. Yeah, that's rough. And so I got grandma and grandpa like. So you, oh, you and the wifey are out like at live every yeah, night. Yeah, we're like, boom. 
Miami's open, party time. So, so, so you went from like this anonymous. Just kidding, we haven't been to live. I haven't stayed out past like 11.30. Once. Whatever, bro, oh, whatever. So it's tonight. Um, so, because you, you're like anonymous in Austin, right? Totally. And um, Not which here. Sounds, which sounds like a great Bravo show. Anonymous in Austin. <laughs> yeah. um, to like, you're a big mucker, you know, here in Miami. So you're back. And, I, uh, was that a Yiddish word? I'm that was a Yiddish word. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? It means uh, like a baller. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, ben called. Right, ben called me a baller. I saw him last weekend, and he he called me a, a Miami OG. So like, Ooh. that's why I'm on the show here today. Yeah, that's true. That's how we get you most know? people on shows. Just pure, pure, pure uh, 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 over inflation of ego. Yes. Yes. Works every time. Works every time. Works every time. Um. But yeah. So wait. I we we traditionally go through like the history like. Where were you born? Tell us your childhood. You know, let's talk about your no, past let's, traumas. Let's talk about, because I, I know, you know, Zuma's my friend, but there's so much I don't know about him. Okay, so go. I know you have so a list me, of deep, dark questions. No, so you let's, like, let's paint the, uh, you know, the canvas of okay. what we, who we think he is. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And then dial in after that. Yeah. All right, this is a good setup for a shocking boring show when you <laughs> back to me to like talk about what I'm actually Okay, alright. So Ben, you start? No, no, you go. No, fuck you, mom. That's my premise, so you have to... Okay. Alright, so how me and Zub got, I think it was through um, Overtown Music Project. Shout out to we were We were hanging mocha stuff before. Yeah, that. mocha right. shake herself. Shout out Brittany yeah, Lopez. She'll oh definitely my... tune in if we tell her. Yeah, we are, are going to shout her out. We only, the people that only get shouted out, they were like, where's my shout out? Yeah. You gotta listen to the whole episode. Um, okay, so there my- There may be another Brittany Lopez reference in 45 minutes or an hour. We don't know yeah, that. we don't know. We Just keep, keep, keep tuning it in. Keep tuning in. So my premise of Zubin, okay. He, um, <laughs> he loves hip hop. That's all I think about whenever I hear Zubin. I'm like, fucking like- like B.I.G., like everything Bat Boy Records, I'm just like Zubin. I don't know if that's good or bad, you know? He's a B-boy. Keep going. No, he's just like, you know, like we vibe off of a certain era of hip-hop culture. I think that was the only thing that really got... Plus he's brown, I'm Asian, so we talk about like Asian, growing up Asian parent trauma. Like that's yeah, always yeah, like a big yeah. bonding experience for that. Um, also, dude, like here's the thing about Zub. He's mad chill. Like you could be douchey, let's be honest. Have I, you had? I, just, I I like that you put a could in front of that. Like thank wait, you. but time out. Have you had douchey sides that we just aren't privy to? Uh, I mean, certainly sides that society would look at and be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" But it is tied into you know the hip hop stuff that you sort of reference, right? Like when I was in college. I definitely had like a razor tape fade and a twelve inch subwoofer in the trunk and like crystal right. doorknob. Right. Your your diamond size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't know that about me. You know, that. like See, that's uh, interesting. baby blue fat farm. Yeah. Snorkel jacket. With North like a Face giant all day. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. You know. Yeah, bad boy records. Yeah. Bad boy. Sure. Oh, so you really embodied that. You, like you were you were, you went deep on that. Uh, so, all right, so I was gonna, Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's bring it in. Bring it in. All right, so I grew up in rural Ohio, a place called Medina, Ohio, which now is like developed, but like it's a suburb of Akron, 
to, to, to like put that in context. Wait, so like, Akron has a suburb? Yeah, exactly. So time out. What? Why? Uh, you know, my, my parents were immigrants, and at that time, one of the best ways to find your way, both had started medical school in India, and so one of the best ways to like get into the U.S. To take jobs in markets where like. White, white man doctor does not want to work. That's how I ended up in Pennsylvania. Because oh, my dad, yeah, a doctor, got a job in rural Pennsylvania. Yep. That, he, you know, that, that, you know, where, that was the where, only way to get there. What, what uh, where in rural Pennsylvania? Uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Which is like, okay, you want to hear suburb uh, of Akron, two hours north of Harrisburg. That's the best <laughs> reference I can give you. <laughs> That's like some Amish country shit, right? It, no, no that's it's even like beyond some, that. It's scarier. That's right? like fucking Pennsylvania Dutch neo-Nazi shit. No, that's some neo-Nazi shit. Well, there was like a neo-Nazi march in Williamsport yeah, last recently, year. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. But yo, we kind of share that because like you're you're Pennsylvania. Yeah. Chick, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that, that, that. There's some there's some Midwestern you know no, salt it, of the earth stuff that brought us together in Miami because you're like oh my god look at this well, this person's nice we're all immigrants or yeah. I'm, I'm actually an immigrant you guys I'm are an kids immigrant. Are, no, I'm an immigrant how old were you when you when I came here I was 7 oh yes you're, you're yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah. straight up fresh you're out of the yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm an American American <laughs> fucking the only American yeah. Yeah. no but I think it's a, it is unique because one of the cool things about us three and just speaking out of terms like we know how to code switch but not in like a really like obnoxious way code switch like cuz and i think part of that is cuz we grew up as the other right so part yes. of it was survival skills right so depending on who's in the audience or who's in the room you're just like hello how yeah. are you yeah. and then you're like you know a couple you know 30 minutes out you're like in fucking downtown philly and you're like yo what's up like yeah. you know so yeah. But it was genuine code switching. It wasn't I've like... I've never heard that term. Coach switching or code? Code, code switching. C-O-D-E. C-O- yeah. You've never heard it's of like code... It's a really cool concept. Yeah, go ahead. You've never heard of code no, switch? No. Yeah, it's like essentially like black kids growing oh. up in, you know, inner city, like the hood, and they have a certain length. You know, like yeah. Dave Chappelle, that yeah. Yeah. sketch yeah, 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 of like sure, sure. the white man, you sure. know, job interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that, that, that's, that, that, that's like Kanye the paradigm. Kanye voice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry, what? sorry, Kanye. Yeah, yeah I, he's want, he's listening. He sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, what were you saying? No, I'm, I'm saying like code switch. The, the phrase code switch specifically arose from that dynamic, right? Right. Like you're talking about like black kids that had to figure out how to survive in, in like, white, white society, in white professional society. Correct. correct. Right. But yeah, you're using it in a, in a broader sense of like you know people that you know, have to adapt to other societies. Right? Yeah, because either it's convenient or necessary, right? Yeah, it's a survival mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. Yeah. Because if not, you're gonna get fucking beat up. Yes. Or you'll be to the point where you'll be invisible, right? So, and that's another way of survival, right? Is to just to yeah, make yourself invisible and like you know yeah. duck your head, or you you know you adapt, you assimilate, right? Which you know as a, as an Asian person in America. We learn quickly well, how that, to that, that, you know? And you're connecting it back to like where, where I was trying to start from this, which is like, I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was interestingly like a pretty mixed race community that I grew up in. It was actually probably the most well-integrated place, surprisingly, like in hindsight that I've lived. Um, wow. You know, my school was like 20, 25-30% black mostly white, but like lots of different minorities represented. And this is like a class of like 70 kids, maybe less than that, maybe 50. Oh, wow. Um, but it was like fair, there, and, and you know, it wasn't like 
grouped off. It was like everybody was cool. But I didn't, that was like my school. And then, you know, when <laughs> you go out, even today, it, it looks like 1980s white people, like in mm-hmm. that place, you know, big hair, like the acid wash jeans, like that's still going on there. So for me, like for whatever reason, still just kind of like not having a cultural identity, I just got put on to hip hop like very early. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I think like I was probably four. My cousin from Toronto, they were like older than me. They would come and like bring tapes, and I had like a tougher than leather tape in like '87 or whatever. And that you're like, four, changed. yeah, five. '87, yeah, I would have been four. At the, I turned five. In so you're definitely not listening to uh, Sesame Street. I mean, look. Obviously, it's not like I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta listen to like the Red Alert show tonight to like see what fucking cool Rob G is saying or whatever." But like, that was that was beyond like Paul Abdul and Billy Ocean on the radio. Like, sure. that's what I was. That's those are the kind of tapes that I would get from my cousins. And it like, there were a couple. I wasn't really into it. Like, it was like, you know. It was a couple new. things here and there yeah, that I yeah, would yeah. like. I had a Tribe Called Quest was my first CD, the yeah. Low End Theory. And at some point, probably when I was like 11 or 12, it just like tipped over and became like an obsession. Like before mm-hmm. it was like music and basketball cards and comics. By the time I was like 11 or 12, it was like, yeah, this Wu-Tang like tape is like the craziest You remembered shit every ever, lyric. Ever. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's interesting because 1987, I was 13 years old, right? I was like a little kid in Copenhagen, and <laughs> and I was also obsessed with hip hop. Really, absolutely obsessed. In '87, I went to a show in Copenhagen. Um, it was uh, PE Run DMC mm. and this British rapper called Derek B. Oh God. I can uh, that. Yeah. that was the Raising Hell tour, maybe. Yeah, I think it was seven. Ra- yeah, and so it was a. Um, and it, it, but what I, what I just find interesting is that you know we frame hip hop culture like, you know, in terms that sometimes like you know are, are anchored in race or in in sure. urban versus rural, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the reality of it is that hip hop literally swept an entire generation globally yeah. off their feet. Right, mm-hmm. and what I find interesting is, is that aspect of it. And what is what is it about the, the culture or, or, the, or the, you know, the, the the art form of music or the you other know, attributes of the culture that just absolutely capture? You know what it is. You know what it is. And for somebody that wrote heavily on hip hop culture and even used to be an editor for a hip hop magazine, and like, and I do agree with you. Part of my survival mode was being accepted into hip hop culture because of the fact that you could recite, the, "Yo, right, what was that?" Da 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 da, and you're like, "Yes," and you could kind of up rock and you could do all of these things, right? I will tell you straight up, it is the underdog story of hip hop. Hip hop for me has always been about the the broken down, like the other, the unity know, through otherism. Right, like it's, yes. well, it's it's other it's others it's being like, like the okay, rejects. we have something we have our yeah our, yeah it's the yeah. it's the fucking rejects it's you're not a jock if you listen to hip hop right you're not the cool kid that you're the homecoming like you're like the you're the you're the other and the fact that they were able to mobilize and create their own culture and you'd be like fuck you motherfucker like we're gonna do our own thing is what got everyone because 
no, no matter what you look like, no matter if you're white, black, everyone is fucking feels that way sometimes, right? You're like poor. You could be a white poor dude. That's why hip hop thrived in poor white communities. Cause it was like a way of being like, fuck you. Like I got my own shit. Like I'm gonna make it like, you know, like, and that to me, the grind, the hustle, the, you know, that is what gets people really excited about hip hop. Even now, like poor white, okay, poor white South Africans, right? Like D'Antwoord, right? Like there's a whole genre. Sure. No, like that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. like crazy even, you know, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But the, the, I, I do think that, like, of course, as with everything, right now, there's a lot of money to be made in it, and it has morphed what it is. But if you go back to that time, like, first of all, like, of course, there's a lot of forgotten Puerto Rican and island community folks who are, like, involved in, like, the early stuff in hip-hop. And I actually think something else I'll throw out there. I think that, like, breakdancing was very important for hip hop to go global because right dance movement the, 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 yeah the stuff that those guys were doing like it transcends everything even to this day like i could put on like a dude doing a windmill in front of my 2 year old and he will be like what yeah, is that true you know that was something that was really big for me as a little kid i didn't even know this my parents they didn't know what hip hop music was but they knew that i like loved watching break dancers as a little <laughs> kid and like i'm not sure that they ever connected those dots that those were like that same music that you were like what if this shit turn this right, turn it off right. like was the same music that i was like watching but, but did they appreciate the, the 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 dance dancing? yes yeah, yeah yeah and we've lost that right like yeah, I mean, lost that from hip hop a little bit. I don't know. I think it's yeah. it's morphed though. It's different. Like they're still fucking like. Well, like I guess the TikTok shit. No, is I'm like, telling you, there's some really amazing young kids that are dancing to fucking like Lil Uzi Vert and shit like that. And you're just like, yo, they got the still the same footwork and the you know the up rock and everything. It's just different. Right. And I think dance is always integral in hip hop. Right. You right. know. You're right. It's I'm just that we're not like the traditional old school. Like right. yo, right. what yeah. up? I'm not trying to be the old guy hater because I was that a while ago. Now I'm still, know. I am the old guy hater. You got to just understand that like, you know, the taste is different. You may not understand it. So you, if you no. can glean some artistic but, but, but merit. But dancing is going to be an Olympic sport. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That is wild. It is wild. That's and it's wild. it's wild. And that's the thing about it too that... Um, you know, graph, graffiti culture was a huge pit. Like, the whole thing is like, whoever designed this culture, right? It is what it is. It's a culture. It's like anything. It's a religion. It's anything. They were elements, right? Yeah. They're like b-boy, graffiti, yeah. MC, like all of these things that, and people really shun you if you didn't know your shit. Right. That, I think, does not equate to now. Right. Cause now it's a now it's like a weird style thing and people like, like oh you said, got your Yeezys okay you're cool but like right you could buy your way in you can yeah you can like stand next to it what you were saying from like the 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 community as like a gathering like, I don't know what the otherism aspect of it and like that as a uniting force like that's not there because like it's not I don't know it's not about like proving how knowledgeable or how like interested or bought into it you are now right like, yeah now it's like oh you got the new yeezys oh that's yeah. dope you know whatever but Hater. haters sorry kanye anyways go on so we totally did a sidebar but it's all good of course um, listen of course we got into hip-hop within the first five minutes because 
the end of the it's day. It's zoom in though. Zoom in. But it's, it's all of us. Like, I, you know, yeah, we're, no, we're true. the hip hop generation. I mean, yeah. But wait, so then. I was happy to talk. But so you were just kind of like, that's how it got you through middle school. I don't know. That's like that. that, I thought, you know, when you were talking about like the, the, you know, outsider, outsider stuff, code switching, like us all being immigrants. Like it's, it's very interesting that that's like a common thing. For us in the American experience, or apparently even the, the Danish experience. Well, because because I you know I you know for me, and it may not seem like a huge nuance or distinction, but it was for me. Like I, I was a Danish Jew, you know, like so I was a Dane, but I don't have an ounce of Danish blood in me, right? And so and my parents, you know, went through the Holocaust. So like there was definitely a sense of that my identity was bifurcated, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though Denmark was always really cool with Jews, like that wasn't the issue. But it was a sense of I'm not purely one thing. You yeah, know, I'm not, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and then we moved to London when I was young. And so then I was like, okay, now I'm a Dean and a Jew and I'm living in England. And then it was, okay, now I'm a Dean Jew in England. I moved to the U.S. to a small town with <laughs> two with hours. The first time I ever hung out with Christians oh, was when wow. I was 15 years old. Wow. That's wild. Because I, I grew up just, just like these like did very you, uh, narrow Jewish communities. Did wow. you immediately crucify somebody when you got there? Is that... Well, I drank blood of children. Oh, right. right. Of course. Okay. Just to get oh. into that. Yeah, that's oh, so did you make it through? As one does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zubin's like, been there, done that, yeah. buddy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, but did you have like a memorable like childhood? Like, did you enjoy growing up in... It was the suburbs of Akron. I mean, it was it was pretty rural, man. Like suburbs of Akron, you think like a burning tire fire, but it was it was pretty bucolic. No, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it was like very like you know, uh, rolling hills type greenery and, and ending in an industrial dirt road. Like uh, there wasn't a lot going on. So for me, I moved down. So you know. My memories of that time are like music, hanging out with family, like riding a bike down like an empty road in the neighborhood. Like not not a lot. Uh, that no I, action. You didn't like. You no, know, not have really. Have a coke, man. like a crack deal in the side. Or? De- the, this was pre drugs in the suburbs. Right? Ooh. Yeah. Th- there was no drugs in the suburbs. Boo. That time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but were you like one of the only like brown kids in the? Uh, in my neighborhood, yes. In my neighborhood, it was all white people. Um, in my school, my school was like reasonably mixed. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It was fine. It was whatever. Like some cookie cutter, like suburb childhood. And then my dad got, uh, he was working for a company. The company merged with a company here in Florida and he moved down here. Um, and it was like a Downhill totally different spiral. world. Totally different world once I got here. How old were you when you got here? I was 11 years old. We started off in Palm Beach County. My parents, like, over the last, whatever, 30 years have slowly moved. Wow. From Palm Beach County down to, uh, down to here. Um, Same with my parents. Really? Yeah, except they started on the west coast of Florida. Okay. That's, well, that's, uh, so here's a, here's a fun fact. If you look at the interstate highway patterns into uh-huh. Florida, it explains exactly why the cultures of the state are what they are. So if you take 95, yeah. which is, ends down here, right, follow it all the way up, you get into like New York, yeah. Northeast. Yeah. If you follow 75, which is like the West Coast, 
goes all the way up into the Midwest. And that's like the vibes on the two coasts. It's so true. Yeah, because yeah, I, I lived on the West Coast of Florida for like four years. And yeah, it's very Midwest. In, in yeah. Way. yeah. Like if you talk to anybody from like Kentucky or Ohio or whatever, and they're like, oh, you're going down to Florida? Where are you going? And you go to like Destin, Naples. Oh, like, interesting. Because yeah. of the, Sarasota. yeah. Just... I think it's just the highway system. At least that's my that's genius, your theory? genius insight. So what was it that was like the big aha moment when you moved down here? First of all, like I had never, I don't think I knew what like a luxury car was. Like maybe oh, I had seen like a Mercedes or something. But Which like, you caught up since then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm real versed now. Real so like I remember the car thing being a big thing. I remember like mocking children at school who were like wearing jackets in December. Cause like, you know, we're coming from like lake effect snow. Right. I remember that. I remember like, oh, I remember being scandalized getting down here and like, it was a weird time to, to, to switch towns. So I was in like fifth grade or whatever. So like kids here were a little bit, you know, faster if you will oh you mean there are uh, oh got uh, you yeah. smoking cigs having touching sex touching each other's privates L- licentiousness yeah, yeah things yes. that I only saw on the Chris Rock HBO special right. that I watched at my one friend's house who had cable like shit right. I was so you're like to. oh my god yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah that kind of stuff and uh, you know that was another big thing in like assimilating into a totally different environment and figuring out how to navigate that. I always tell people who are like scared of their friends, of their kids, like moving their kids, changing schools. I was like, look, it's sucked, but it was probably one of the most important things I ever Mm, did in my life. mm -hmm. Well, because you learned to code switch. Yeah, exactly. Boom, full circle. Nicely done. Wow. So then, so, but you had a pretty enjoyable time since like I don't know, man. I'm an easygoing guy. You gotta find. I, I, yeah, yes. Because you like it everything. here. I, you clearly. I, I dig it. You, you know. gotta understand. I feel like this is the right crew to talk about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Enjoying Miami, understanding its limitations, not being frustrated by the things that it's not, knowing that you can leave and get those elsewhere. Like. Right. You just have to know what it is, and it yeah, takes man. a little while to know. It's what fun- it is. It's funny. I was telling you know all these like new like. Hey, Silicon Valley moving to Miami and all of New Yorkers taking over and I'm like yo man I honestly have this deep desire to write an article called you think you can change Miami but Miami changes you (laughs) the Esther Park story no (laughs) I'm being dead serious because that's the one of the most humbling experience like coming down here as a quote northeasterner like New Yorker Philly you're like oh my god what the fuck what is these people are crazy you know and then you slowly realize that you know there's all of these like kind of like high hopes of miami being civilized or you know what i mean like they're just thinking like what you don't have you know fucking blue bottle coffee what's wrong with you you know like all of these like a blue bottle kill it yeah but that's the thing about it all of these things is like no bro miami is its own culture and its own respect level in the sense of like you come into this town you're gonna get fucking humbled and if you again don't code switch and assimilate get the fuck out of here you know but but here's one thing so for example so we were all last friday or saturday at Gabby's uh, oh, memorial, memorial yeah. right? Yeah. And so we were there, and uh, yeah, yeah. Cheers, yeah, cheers to Gab. And the one thing that you know, that night 
it was like OGs, right? Mm-hmm. It was like super Miami OGs. Like, super Miami. It was like one of the coolest yeah. Miami crowds I can remember in a long time. Yeah. It was like you know, people that have been there for a minute. Ten plus years, yeah. And who know the, like, the gestalt of, of Miami. Yeah. Right? Not the Yiddish word. Uh, it's German. Fine. Um, <laughs> and, and so the, kind of, then the next day I was watching the Fran Lebowitz. Yeah, yeah, the pretend it's the city. city. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking about like her relationship with New Yorkers. That she's seen all of it. Yeah, but she is like kind of a historian, or she embodies like the evolution of New York. Yeah, through all its bullshit phases. Sure. And I'm kind of like you know I I feel like everyone that was at that memorial, you know, we're all like mini friendly. Francis of Miami. Right. Is yeah. that we, we know Miami in a deep way that, that a lot of people can't. Yeah. And, and we've accumulated that muscle memory about the city. And yeah. That's kind of sure. why I enjoyed that evening because it was like people that I know have been here for a long time that I have shared memories with. Yeah. And there is like no pretension about, you know, I mean, okay, no, it's pretension. <laughs> It's no, Miami. it's Miami. It's, it's Miami. But that's the thing. It's like you accept it. That's it's like a it's like having a crazy aunt in your family, right? Like, oh my god, like crazy aunt Karen is here. But at the same time, you love her, right? Because you accept her craziness. Like, and for you to think that you're gonna change your crazy aunt, like, give right. it a rest, bro. Like, that's the thing about Miami. Like, all these new money coming in, and oh, we're gonna do this and. You, you guys, like, don't have so-and-so and bringing Carbone and all this fucking shit. Like, have fun. Sponsored but at, by Carbone. <laughs> but there's, there's a every, mandatory Carbone uh, reference every, every episode. But, yeah, like, okay. I'm, my piece to it is, is like, you're, you're just a bunch of carpetbaggers. Because at the end of the day, when you stop making money, you're just going to move on to another city. So, right? one not terribly astute observation followed by a question for the group. So, not terribly astute observation. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You, you, you keep score. Uh, not terribly astute observation. There's always a... Yes, this is happening, like, very loudly right now because Miami's, like, the story and everybody, like, thinks this this time it's for real. This time it's different. This is the one, guys, when, yeah. like, we push right, Miami right, 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 right. So, like, at any given moment for, like, the last 15 years, there's always, like, a crowd of people who just got here who are, like... Oh, this is the time now. Yeah, I just got here. I just realized. Yeah, what I we discovered could do with Miami. Do you know about the city called Miami? It's Yo, so nice. Winwood? Have you heard of Winwood? Yes. Okay, yeah. so not All terribly right. astute observation. Now, sure. question for the group: Is that a reflection of the insular nature of the Miami Beach community specifically? Because those people come here, right? They like immerse themselves in like the Soho house slash you know, whatever gala circuit, and they're like, oh, these are all my people here. And so, like, why wouldn't... This is what Miami is like, and I'm just... I can bring all the things from New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A. Like, is that an indictment of the insular nature of the Miami Beach community slash the community that those people immerse themselves in? Because they can't see that it's not... So simple. You know what's interesting? My husband said it best. He goes, yo, let them have their fun because you're going to find their their tribe, their clique, and they're going to love it until some shit hits the fan like a hurricane or like right. crappy mayor that funnels, you know, bankrupts the city or like some crazy only Florida man type of like story where we're all used to it. Like, 
Yeah, why is everyone freaking out about no water and toilet paper? We deal with this every day. Like some fucking bunch of like Zoe gangsters like shooting up shit. Like, yeah, like we know. Like all of these things that are very quintessential Miami that we've experienced, they're gonna like be like, what the fuck? And their head's gonna explode and then they're gonna go home. Or they're gonna realize that Dave Grutman just shattered their bank account because they've been going to live and buying like $8,000 bottles. And they're just like, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing about it that I think is really humorous is like, enjoy your time here, but realize that you are always gonna get out hustled by a place called Miami. <laughs> no, but you know? Well, there's like, that, but there's also a deeper level too, which is that what people are so drawn to about Miami is, is it's like a reflection on like the emptiness of their souls, right? So whoa. what, no, let, hear me what? out, hear me out, <coughs> hear me out. So like why people want to come to Miami is they believe that, that there's this shininess that is going to, you know, um, it, it's going to radiate all over them and make them just feel good, make them feel complete, make them feel powerful, make them feel sexy, right? Sure. And right, and that's always been the case in Miami. Right now, it's an overdrive. So there's this hypercharged kind of like, you know, like moment, right? But the reality of it is we all know where that ends, right? Because you can do that for a week. You can do that for months. Some people have been doing it for years. 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 Uh, years. Some of our friends. Decades. Yeah, yeah some of our friends. <laughs> and, how they, and how are they doing? They're doing great because they get free shit all the time and they post it on Instagram. So I don't know. They're doing I don't well, think maybe. they're doing that well, man. I'm not right. trying to project. The, yes, their Insta lives are the bomb. But no, like, no, no, no. That's know. my point. Right. That's exactly my point. You want to know the best quote that shout out to Alfred Spellman and Billy Corbin, the dudes that make Cooking Cowboy, really knows. Uh, I had my wife Stacy watch it for the first time like two weeks ago. Cooking Cowboy? Blown away. Dude, yeah. that is Miami, right? Yeah. They have the best quote, and I quote this to anybody that fucking comes here. They said, You go to New York because you are somebody, you go to LA because you want to be somebody. And you go to Miami because you want to be somebody else. So first of all, first legit, of all, legit, I didn't legit, remember that, legit. that quote was from that movie. I just remember that that was a quote that you told me years ago. But and that, I tell people that all the time. That's, that's like, but that is people a, love the like sunny, sunny place for, for shady, shady people, people. But but I like I like the because New York it is a thing. Either. It is like this like re like restarting your identity. Like Miami is a type where. You could be, honestly, you could literally have like murdered like six people, done a pyramid scheme, and I don't know, like have like multiple families in Akron, Ohio, but in Miami, no one cares. Yeah. If you're, if you are able to shine bright and make money, and that's the thing about why I like have been enthralled with seeing Mayor Suarez's rise to stardom. That fucking dude is a shill of a man. He literally found out what Ethereum was maybe like a month ago. But he is writing this to a Miami proportion. And this dude is straight up milking it for what it's worth. And I salute 
I like Bear the dude. Swart. So, you know what? I know him. I've met him a bunch of times. He's, he's, he has. But you know what? He, his, you know, he may not know all these, but he's. Shout out he, to Mayor Suarez. I hope you're listening, bro. No, but the genius of the guy. I'm not gonna be low G genius. That's, that's you know, not, not <laughs> yeah. But no, his genius is that he understands a moment and he knew how to capitalize on it, and he's going with it. And he's rolling with it's it. It's a fucking shill, dude. He's a fucking pyramid scheme. At the end of the day, he's gonna milk it for what it's worth. Yeah. Rise it to the top. New York Times called him like he's gonna be a VP candidate for 2024. Dude wasn't. He's a no- politician. At the end of it, I know, but okay. I, but he's at the definitely, end, he he's definitely a jock. He's jockeying for that. You know how this game works, right? Like yeah. if you see enough mentions of yourself in the next sentence yeah. after the president, but my point is, you, you are a vice president. But he is—he is quintessential Miami in the sense of he's literally there's nothing there except for oh, to- yeah. toxic charisma. Well, but I, but, but I, I told you, you know, which uh, episode eleven, um, which was about you know his whole how can I help thing. Like, oh yeah, you know, which to me, you know, it's just it's such a brilliant for the moment type of thing, right? It's like Twitter. It's like yeah. four, four or five words. And that's all. That's our attention span now. That's yeah. it. You know. Or, it. But it's so funny because literally the tw- the tweets that are commenting is like, bro, you have like a bunch of like foreclosed homes that like west of ninety five that they're like people that can't pay rent. They're unemployed. They got fucking people are getting That's shot. That's not what we're talking about, Esther. I we're know. talking about but as a mayor people of a spending city. money on condos on the bay. Well, That's what we're trying to help with. <laughs> not people inland. So in who the, yeah, but guess, guess what? Remember when Miami was like the poorest city in the country? Murder capital of the whatever. I, mean, I think I, mean, I, I believe that we're still the housing prices here are still yes. the furthest disparity from average income in the country, Dude, I think, do you guys know, sure. do you guys, I have, crazy. crazy, I read this, I, this is a new statistic for 2020, do you know the average household income here in Miami-Dade County? In the for, county or the city of Miami? County, Miami-Dade County, so uh, it is a big county, it's not, what's the national average? National good, average, good, good that's anchorage, yeah, that's anchorage, yeah. I want to say it's 38,000, it's super low. That can't national be the average, average. national. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess 45. Let's go to the Google. If machine. only there was some place you could go to. Call Google. Okay. All right. Let's find out. Let's see what Zubin is national household medium income for 2020. By the way, this is where we uh, a lot of our listeners yeah, just drop uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, they're like broke people. We're gonna need your editing uh, skills here. Seventy-eight thousand five hundred. Oh shit! An increase of almost four. That's the twenty twenty number. Increase of four percent over national median income for fi- for financial. So that includes California, which is a huge. By the way, shout out Trump. Am I right, guys? Huh? Huh? Hey. Listeners, listeners. I'll, I'll edit that. Um, <laughs> so the median income here in Miami Dade County is fifty two thousand. Okay, so that's yeah, that's that's, that's low. That's low. That's low. Relative to seventy eight. Yeah. So Not surprised. going to, you got million dollar homes and a family of four making, no joke, $52,000 a year. Like where, I mean, the discrepancy is crazy. You know what I mean? At least in the state of California, like the taxes are high. Yes. Right. But the, I don't think the discrepancy is that crazy. In, I don't know, man. I don't know that that's right. Like, what, for California? Yeah. For the discrepancy? 
Well, all I gotta say is there's a fucking broke ass people in Miami Dade County. Yes. Of course, yeah. yeah. As there are in, in Well, California. and this is the this is a bit of where my Suarez appreciation begins to wane a little bit. This idea of building software companies here is it's not, not gonna happen. Realistic. It's not gonna happen at all. Meaning, because there's no what the the labor force isn't trained enough, so you have to outsource and yes. bring new people. So I live in Austin. For for everybody who's listening, I moved to Austin 18 Boo. months ago, and I work in software. Boo. So if you look at you know the two hot stories right now, and the Austin two hottest real estate Miami. markets are yeah. Austin, Miami, and there's a huge, huge huge universe of difference between those two grounds to start a business like yes I, I know that neither has state tax and like you can pretend that that's enough to like draw people from New York and California right first of all Austin had Dell and IBM there 25 years ago okay and those are those are not startup companies but like they're leaking talent out into the market as people you know leave their jobs yeah, but bro we have magic Right. Yeah. Oh my God. By the way, my, a very dear friend of mine is like a former <laughs> chief of staff there, and I You're was like, asking her about like, I've been trying to test this software, you know, hypothesis in Miami, and I was like, what about all your engineers? And she's like, well, one, the engineers that work at Magic Leap are super specialized, so like they're all doing like crazy AR stuff. So when you leave, you go to like. You're going to a job at like Microsoft or Facebook. It's not like you're going to a startup to like develop a VR headset, which brings me to the second point, which is like, yeah, that means they're like leaving and going to California, right? They're not going to like hang around here. So, anyways, the point is we don't have the talent. Yes, that was the answer to the question yesterday. So it is one of those like. The emperor has no clothes. The emperor has no clothes. All right, well then. And but we uh, again the OG Miami have seen this played so out many so times. many times. But yet here I am like calling my friends Still down here feeling, being like is yeah. this real? You know why? Could this be the one? <laughs> Could this be the real one? It's like being like a single dude, right? You're like is she real? <laughs> am I going to marry the, am, am I going to pop the question? Like, this, I'm 3 dates in. She seems to have no problems. She's this perfect. is it. She's this perfect. this might be my parents like this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. But then, you know, people come down and it's that same crop and they're convicted about it. They're like, no, I'm staying. I'm staying. And then six months later, they're like, yeah, I'm going to just go home for the summer. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. That's it. Miami's a Rorschach, dude. You know, like... Elaborate on that. We project onto Miami what we feel we need. Interesting. And and then we're like, you know, and then we just chase it. Why is that? Is that is that just the? Because this is basically in line with your comment about you know a reflection on one's emptiness, Rorschach, uh, you know, just like a more yeah. grim version of the other. But like, why is that? Is that because we are we don't project the culture out strongly enough? Is it just because it's like a nice backdrop to put it, anything? It's because in it's a blank. It's kind of a blank canvas to. Uh, you know, get off, right? Or whatever whatever getting off means to you. Like, Miami gives that to you. Right? As opposed to, say, New York. Yes. Because and New why? York, because in New York, there's very defined power structures. Uh. 
you know, it's so it's not a blank the, canvas. The price point is much higher. You gotta fall in line in New York. You gotta fall in line. In New York. But is it? But is it New York where you know people go and try to pursue their dreams and all this stuff? Yeah, but that's a grind and that's a decade long. Like that's right. you know, that's not something you can do in a weekend. You can come to Miami. Whereas you come here and you're like, blue you can bottle, I'm going to be a millionaire. You're like, exactly. Mayor, Mayor Suarez of non real city is now going to be the I VP candidate. I can rent candidate. a Ferrari. I can go to Lyft. Sure, you can rent. Or you can definitely rent I can rent drop a 50 grand and I can be El fucking Rey for like a weekend, right? Which, which is what I said is what Mayor Suarez is doing like with his flex. It's the equivalent yeah. of that, renting a Ferrari. Going to live, <laughs> hiring a couple of models, and getting and walking Yo, in. That's it. Dude, I'm just, you know what? We need to have Mayor Suarez. Oh in my the fake God. Podcast. The fake mayor on the fake podcast. You heard it here first, guys. You heard it here first. Yeah, man. So you're moving back? <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it. Seriously. Seriously thinking about Not it. Not after no, this podcast. No, but really, I mean, but being. No, being honest though, like I'm, I am curious to like know be that you lived in New York. Yep. You're in Austin, the competitive state yep. of. Yep. My, so knowing all of this, as we see a nice little, uh, what is that? Oh, some, some sexy little, boat. Sexy um, boat going by. Knowing all of this, what is your take, Code Switcher? How do you see these different cities? Like where you know what I mean? Like where do you see yeah, the most genuineness? Okay, so let, let me let me give let me give my my current hometown a bit of a shout out. So like Midwesterner, Akron. we all know. <laughs> I got. I got uh, uh, yeah, I can't. Sorry, Akron. I uh, just haven't been there. Sorry, I'll tell the listeners in Akron. I haven't been, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, no, but you know, as Midwesterners, all of us, you know, there's a certain like neighborly like salt of the earth characteristic to midwesterners which i feel like you know is a bonding force between all of us and other midwesterners i gotta say austin texas man i've never met more friendly people Mm. in my life interesting more than the mid maybe it's just because like the prosperity in the midwest is down so like people are you know salty yeah a little bit like left behind kind of vibe mm. there whereas Austin's like upward mobility mm. but like just the vibe there man it's so positive you know they've done a great job from a city planning perspective of like weaving in green space and like waterways as the city has expanded and protecting that it creates like a really nice like family friendly kind of vibe but then it's also of course got like the music and the tech like it's got it's a very balanced city um, and yeah, all right. I'm gonna tell you a funny Austin anecdote. Um, my wife, my wife sent me to to like the CVS, CVS, mind you, at the strip mall by my house to pick up some diarrhea medicine for my baby. Okay, so I walk into the store. It's very specific. Yeah, like, this yeah. is the diarrhea stopper yeah, yeah. that I need. So I'm like walking down the aisle. I'm like trying to find it. I'm just like. Some nice young lad comes up to me and he's like, can I help you? At a CVS, okay? Okay. Can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'm looking for like this diarrhea medicine. And he's like, hmm, hang on a second. Takes the paper from me, runs. No. Runs in a CVS. Runs, like looks it up, whatever. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, yo. You love your puns. 
Comes back, he's like, hey, we don't have this in stock, but you can go online on the website. We have it available, but like you may want to go to Amazon because they like deliver faster. And I was like, could you, I, I, I can just tell you like, my neighborhood CVS in New York City. Like, if I can even get the cash cashier to like look up from like sure, the fucking sure. video that they're watching on sure. their phone, like it's a miracle. Yeah. So that's like my, my uh, awesome no one's running at Dwayne Reed. Reed. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody's even jogging at Dwayne Reed. Like, yeah. 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 So that's but that. in but being that you are a cold blooded. Sarcastic, cynical oh, motherfucker. Hate you hate it, right? You're. I'd be so like, I'd be like, oh my god, why are you doing that to no, me? No, people in my neighborhood who are like all nice, like <laughs> families of four, like trying to like wave to me in the morning. I'm like, I'm uh, fucking yeah. coffee. Get out of my yeah, face. Exactly. What's your agenda? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why, why are you saying hello to me? to me? Like, like no, no, I don't have a dollar. No, I don't have a dollar. This is my thing. We're so like we are so cold blooded. We're like black hearts. So sad. yeah, but so it's been a little bit nice to like warm up, warm up the heart a little bit there. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, look, I just we moved at a weird time before the pandemic. We got right. there in like September. It's my first time like living in a house. I've been an apartment dweller for like twenty right. years. So like took a while to settle into the house, took a while to figure out childcare, and then we're down to like sixty days before COVID hit. So like I don't know the town that well. Right. And being back down here, it's like we didn't we couldn't like leave the house. We were on pretty tight lockdown. So since we got here, it's like back Came with all on, my friends. Baby. Yeah. Uh, Stacy has a ton of friends down yeah. here. So and my family's down here. So like it's just easier. It's just and it's nice, man. It's a nice lifestyle. My biggest concern is like having a little kid here and him thinking that like Maseratis are a thing normal. that yeah, yeah like, 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 like when you're normal. 16 you have to drive a Maserati you need that I feel like that Midwest grounding was very important to me sure you know absolutely yeah so yeah. we'll see we'll see Anyways, he's a little kid. Fuck him. Let's just do whatever we want it's more fun down here <laughs> yeah, right there's no carbone in Austin there's no, yeah. Pasta but, out of a but, but do you want your kids to have some of the struggles you had, or do you like, in other words, like, do you want your kid to have the sense of otherism? Do you want your kid to know, code switch? Man. Do you want that's like, the thing? Like, I don't know. That those are great questions because it's like, you know, of course, like I didn't have to go to the, through the struggle of like figuring out how to get out of my village like my parents did. So like, why am I trying to like recreate my own childhood and things with my kid, you know? I don't know. He'll These have his shit. Questions. He'll have his shit. No yeah. like, he'll have his own version of what oh, you have to My through. son's like a child model. I'm thinking about pimping him out. So, like, I might just ruin him for my own benefit. Perfect. Oh, good to be back I, in my know, I, Yeah, right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Awesome. No. no, but I do agree with you in the sense of, like, every, every generation has their own sense of awakening. And you can't have the parent try to, like, bring that... I did this this way and you know like because I was I took Satya to New York right like three weeks ago for her spring break and you know at the time it was really tense I mean I loved it but it was tense because of the whole so um, you still basically locked down right not no it was tense for the Asian crimes that were happening so it was the same week that the Times Square um um, incident happened with the Filipino woman that got completely That's shattered. That's like the one from the building camp? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was the same week and three other incidents happened and 
I was just getting tons of messages like, please be careful, you have your daughter, like the subways are scary and all this. And, you know, as a mother, you get all like, fuck. Like, you know, you're just kind of like, you know, wait. And then I, I like, and Satya was just like clueless. She was just like on her phone. And I'm like, Satya, you need to be aware. You know, I was just like, and we were walking home one time. We had a, a crew of friends, but there was a lot of crazy homeless people out. Like, let's be honest. Right. Like, the, the right. mental health issue in these major cities, it's, like, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's so, like, it's not like patently. The people that are fucking smashing old Chinese women are fucking out of their minds. Right. Let's be honest. You know, okay. it's like you you're hitting me. on an interesting. Okay. So I might bring back, I might bring us back to that comment. Okay. So then, so I'm. She's just like she's like looking on her phone. I'm like, sauce. I like I kind of got mad at her. I'm like, you're in New York City. You need to be aware. And I was like, and I and then I was like, listen, <laughs> like mommy. Mommy was in New York City in the in the late nineties, <laughs> early two thousand. Like you need to be a, you can you can never make eye contact. You need to walk fast and all this stuff. And she looked at me like, oh my god, like such an old person. Like leave me alone. And then I go. Then finally we're like back in the hotel. I'm like, Satya, are you like were you ever felt scared? And she goes, no. And she gave me like this like. So am I projecting like onto her a sense of? And then I asked her. I'm like. Like, you know about all of these, like, hate crimes that are happening towards Asian. You're not scared. She goes, no, they're, like, fucking crazy people. And she doesn't even think it's, like, Wow. So she filters that out a little bit. And she told me early on the whole, like, the attack on elderly Asians. She was like, Mommy, that was, like, a TikTok challenge. Like, it was a bunch of kids that were, like, pushing old people, regardless of if you're black, white, or... It was just, like, a TikTok. She was just like, no. And so I'm like... My mind's exploding because I have these like weird, you know, oh, assumptions that's a, that's as like an a interesting take from Sasha. Hot, hot take, take, hot take yeah. for a fifteen-year-old who a did not felt at once fearing her life. Where I at fifteen, I used to go to New York at fifteen and went to like fucking Twilight and shit. I was yeah. fearing my life, you know, <laughs> for a whole different reason. Um, she was just like, no, New York is fucking fine, you know. And then the whole hate crime stuff. She's like, they're crazy. Like, she straight up was like, they're crazy. And that, to me, is why I was like, you're right. They're fucking crazy. But so, so the premise of her comment is that it's not, it's not a targeted thing towards Asians, that it's just a general TikTok challenge. Yes, some Asians, you know, older people may get knocked over, but there, there's a bunch of white I think or it black would, or other I think she, I think if she it. was here today, she would be like, if Donald Trump, our president, was saying, all people with purple hair sucks. Then regardless, it was like, it was just now, it's like the crazy people, all they want to do is attack people, right? Okay. Regardless of, okay. but now that cr- purple hair people are in their midst, right? Those they're are like, the videos that are going to get amplified, basically. Then they're like, like, just going to go after them and be like, you fucking chink, this and da da But so, I, don't, I just so, think they're so just crazy. I, I, I'm feeling very youthful right now because, you know, the stop Asian hate thing came up. My wife is Korean. Now my shout out Stacy. Now, now my I have a Korean half Korean son. Shout right? out your yeah, Nasir. Singaporean Nasir. Nasir, Nasir, that's the best though. So, you know, people have been asking me like, "How do you feel about it?" And I'm normally I would just be dismissive of it because I just like 
I don't know, like, obviously if the data shows that, like, there's an increase in these things that in, in anti-Asian crimes, then there's something to Such that. A tech the data. But, yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, of course, the data's not always accurate, right? Because, like, who's reporting it, mm. who's citing that, right? Like, so it's never really clear, but, like, okay, fine, I'm willing to, like, go with the premise. But I actually believe that, that, that this is, like, along, along with Satya, like, I think it's a... I think it's a bit of misdirection. I think the root cause issue is like mental health crisis in America. Mm, mm-hmm. People who like will lash out at anybody and whether it's because that's the prevalent message or the crimes against those people are getting amplified because there's a hashtag that all the influencers decide suddenly they care about Asians this week. Mm. Right? Like I don't I don't believe that anybody cares about India's COVID problem right now. Mm. Like I just don't believe that. They they don't. They right? don't. They Thank really you. Don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No. Unless Bye. unless they were making Amazon products and all of a sudden you can't get toilet paper. <laughs> no, straight up. Yeah. And, but, yeah. But, but there is a quality like in my view, and not to be like the woke, you know, like the woke white bro. Yes, but like, please, yeah, please yeah. do it. <laughs> woke white bro. Trend it, guys. Trend it. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag woke, woke white, white bro. bro. So and now I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know get even deeper in the rabbit hole of absurdity. But so I I really honestly never really thought about anti Asian like shit. Right. I was kind of like. I'm sure it exists, but it doesn't seem to me one of the more pressing issues of the day, right? Because like, Asians, I believe, are less than 1% of the U.S. population. Yeah. Indian, yeah. Indians are less And than also, it was kind of like, well, you know, like, the, 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 you know, sort of the elephant in the room is like fucking racism, like classic American racism. Classic. You want that classic good like anti-black racism. slavery. Yeah. 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 You want to go to like, yeah, exactly. That's like the deep, you know, kind of shit, right? <laughs> So then, but then the other day, like, so I, I, um, you know, my TV uh, at night, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll fall asleep with the TV on, and then it'll go out, and then it'll come back on. When it comes back on, it defaults on the Samsung TV. So it'll default to one of these shitty Samsung TV channels. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah, like, yeah. Samsung TV has like, like free-ass programming. Yeah. And it used, yeah. Exactly. And it used to be, like, Kitchen Nightmares. For, like, a year, I would wake up to, like, fucking, what's his name? Gordon Ramsay. Yelling, yelling at people. Okay. Oh my god, no wonder it makes so much sense. Makes all the sense. so angry in the morning. But now, for <laughs> some reason, they've changed it, and my default is it's fucking wilding out with Nick Cannon. Yeah! All right. Okay. All right. So every morning now, when I don't turn my TV off, I wake up to Nick Cannon wilding out. It just fades into my consciousness. It's not really wilding out, by the way. It's sort of like a mid grade. He's not really it's like it's They're like not really chilling out. out. Yeah. It's, it's like chilling PC it's, out, yeah. like politically correct while and out. Okay, go on. Yeah, it's getting mildly hyped. Yeah. That's what's yeah, happening. There you go. Yeah, they're getting mildly hyped. But mildly hyped there's always the there's the one Asian guy on, right? And like so the whole premise is like a lot of it's like oh, I you know, know him. it's yeah. freestyling yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. razzing each other out yeah. and it's you know fake pickup lines and stuff. Fine. Yeah. So then and then it's like one on one and it's battles, right? Yeah. And then when the Asian dude's on, like it's always, always, always like when you know when when the dude whoever's battling the Asian guy, every single joke is like him being have a small penis. such fucking no, just like some Chinese it's so fucked bullshit. up yeah, right yeah. and I would never have I, small honestly penis jokes small, small penis, penis jokes. jokes it's always small, small penis, penis jokes. jokes it's the Kim Jong Un dog eater 
Dog yeah, yeah, all this Hold shit. On, let me rattle off some some Asian hate shit that I yeah. want to just get out there. Go on, and go so on. this woke white guy now is like, what the? I'm fuck? like, I, before I would have been like, yeah, funny, like what? Or not funny, but I wouldn't even thought about it. I wouldn't yeah. even register. Yeah. Right. And then now, in the last few months, now I'm like thinking about it, and I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, and I'm like, why didn't I think it was fucked up before? Like, why was I so blind? Because it's called progress. Well. I mean, be honest, like, there was separate, there, there was but a then point. What, what else am I fucking blind to right now? That's tons, ridiculously tons fucked Tons, gender. I think yeah, that is yeah, something yeah. that is really, for me, as someone who I think is pretty conscious and woke, like the whole idea of like, I'm like, bro, you're born either with a vagina or a penis. I don't understand the whole trans thing. My daughter can navigate that language, the pronouns, the queerness, the, so quickly. And I'm like, Satya, I don't understand. She's like, you don't need to understand. Yeah, and she's... Because we're irrelevant. Because yeah. we're fucking we're old fucking and we're very much black and white, right? For her, she's like, yeah, she's like queer polyamorous. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, and I'm like, I don't get that. And How is that even an option, by the way? But this is if us only I had known earlier on. But this know, is us old people. It's like a Chinese menu. Oh, wait, no, sorry. No, but she thinks trans rights is even more precedent in her generation than it is race. You know, because she's biracial. That's wild. Wild. For her, all her friends are either black or also biracial. So like, okay, race so, is so, really so, interesting so, for them. So question on that yeah. is, are, are all of these Chappelle trans, in my view, extremely astute, uh, she she probably thinks it's really is, horrendous. Is that in years year from now they're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe he thought that, that was okay. I think so. I do think that our generation, like how, what, what is about it? The the com- what about the comment that like the reason why uh, it's become, not, not that there's any not merit to the movement, but that the reason why it's been propelled to such heights is because it's actually uh, a white man's issue, i.e. most of the people... Many of the people who are vocal Kimberly advocates Jenner. are white men who want no, to transition to being women. There's a lot of black queer trans issues that are happening. Violence. And Violence stuff. against yeah. such. Yeah. I mean, you know, Asian trans. I mean, this whole like idea of like the, you know, the Thai lady girl, boy, lady or, boys. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. and, you know, and gender for, I think in her generation is very much like a, that's the next, next That's the next field. frontier. Because for us, you know, we're like, what are you talking about? You're either born with a per, like a certain set of DNA, but all of these like transgressive like societal things of what a being a man is or being what a woman is is you really mean from, like a societal. It's all projection. Yeah. It's yeah. all Rorschach at the end of the day, you know. And so that has also restructured my brain in a way of like, because I work with a lot of young artists and I fuck up pronouns all the time and they're like they i'm like wait no grammatically makes sense. and i'm just like you know what like, sorry that's a plural uh yeah but you know like i'm learning myself and it's kind of like i could have taken the old you know dudes or whatever and be like you're you're a woman you have a vagina you're a fucking woman you know right. but at the same time i'm like you know what i respect you and i respect the fact that you identify well, yourself as a man so you know what Cool. Yeah. Why would you not? Whatever somebody wants, if it's not harming you, why the fuck do you care? 
and it's like it's what it is is I think that for her generation because I believe and this is just like me being you know whatever AI Elon Musky I think because she was born on the internet and the fact that she is able to process information in a way that is so quick and like that she can identify in multi-level non-binary ways that mm. us who are very much about like fax machine phone call block <laughs> no 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 we just can't process information she sees it well, as very but, fluid but, but that I'm was like, the same way like you know we we process information that our parents couldn't that's yeah. just, one thousand yeah. percent and guess what they're gonna reach a point where they can fucking process what their kids are yeah. doing one thousand so yeah. it that's been really interesting like raising a teenage daughter and having her train me and that's the thing about the violence stuff. She doesn't really see racism as much as we see racism. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Because that's and not I'm my thinking perception. Like, Satya, you're not woke enough. And I'm like, time the fuck out. Maybe we are projecting but, but are they, this old school But race. are they naive? Because the, the insidu- insidiousness of race in this country is something that has permeated. I mean, it's, called, you know, it's, it's centuries old. So... Have they now just cracked the code because they have the internet? Like, are they now, you know, are we now, you know, are they entitled to claim post-racialness or, you know, awareness just because they have this technological tool? Or are they being naive as to the extent to which they also are committing the same fucking mistake that we did? It's a great point, right? Because I would say, like, in my childhood, I did not perceive society to be racist right like I went to school at least a third of my friends were black right like hip-hop culture was like a big part of my like very young you know years and so I didn't see those things but to your point so to me it was like you get awoken to those things over time and the point you're making is like hey by not understanding the systemic issues there yeah, I are, think, are they just going to perpetuate the same thing? I feel like I, they're making the same mistake that they purport to have overcome. I, I think, I mean, if you want to take it Let's there... Let's get Satya in here real quick. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me FaceTime it. She was like... No, I, she you wants know, nothing. She, she wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, I think what's interesting about Does her... Does her podcast have more listeners? Than yeah, this? probably. <laughs> I think what's interesting about her... You know, I think her generation is that I was like, I always joke about how all her friends are Haitian, like black Haitian, not like white passing Haitian, black Haitians. And they know more Korean than me because they love fucking BTS. They love Korean culture. They love Korean food. They watch K-drama. And you're just like, what the fuck? They want, they think Korean boys are so cute. When did that ever happen, bro? I don't know. When, when did, did that, that happen? When did that ever happen? And you're just like, the fuck is going on? They were so <laughs> excited to that Minari one. Like, you know what I mean? Because they're like, and then I'm just like, that is the power of culture, right? Hip hop, right? Yeah. No, going back to the hip hop. That is the power of culture. And to me, like, that is something that, I, I you know, it gives me hope, right? That this younger generation is seeing it being like, Yo, you're cool, regardless of race. You're whack, regardless of race, right? At the end of the day, isn't it? Like, you're cool, I vibe with you, versus you're fucking whack, regardless. There's a lot of whack Asian people out there. There's a lot of whack black people out there. It's all whack humans, man. That's my point. And that's why when Sati was like, no, mommy, they're crazy. 
she really didn't think of it as like it was race bait like it was just yeah. like you're just fucking crazy yeah he was white and he shot up a bunch but she, in her opinion it was just like he's fucking crazy she thinks racism is crazy she thinks racist. She thinks the concept that it that she, we see everything through that lens is crazy. She just thinks but that's I don't, Satya may be woke fucking 3.0 with that observation because like she's actually awoken to a nuanced perspective. Like I don't think most teenagers are actually like that. Do you? Maybe 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 you do, but I think this generation maybe maybe they're just so you know like but but i think they're making but that's like that's like next level well, you know the I, arrogance of youth that you we've know, overcome well, I we've do, overcome everything that's come before us but you, but you know i do think you're right Dubin, because you are a product of your environment and if you have racist parents i'm sure right. that sense of you know learning I mean, subconscious learning we did just you know have, Two episodes ago, a storming of the Capitol sure. by a bunch of crazy ass. And I'm sure their kids. Right. But <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure their But time out. A lot of the a lot of the kids were calling out on their parents, being like, Mom, are you fucking right, stupid? Right. I saw, I saw, you know what I mean? I so I there is a whole other wave of generation of kids. 15, 16, 17, you know, we're talking about kids that are on the internet actively. They're like, my mom's fucking oh, racist. Bro, like, what's her name? Right. Kelly. Uh, yeah, Kelly Conway. Kelly Conway. National hero, by the way. This is what Shout I'm saying. Out to that so, chick. like, in that sense, they're breaking generational trauma. They're breaking generational racism. I, breaking... I hope, I fucking hope that they're right. And I, I do too. I hope they're I right. But I'm also like, Really, you fuck you guys fucking get to do it. Like you're now liberated from the shackles of the bullshit. Oh my god, you're so I'm being petty. I'm being petty. <laughs> no, you're so it's not pettiness. What it is, it's like, come on, youth is arrogant. That is what youth is. That is the the, the fundamental characteristic of youth. We know that. Right, right. So, so what I'm saying is, I hope they're right. I don't think they're. I'm skeptical about it because if history teaches us anything is that there is no, no such thing as, as post-history. History is always history. You don't think the last 18 months has shattered every sense of reality? That everything has, every institution has been, quote, decentralized. I think the weight, I think the, the, the weight of the present is always overshadowed by the weight of fucking history. I, I don't think anything that happens in 18 months is ever gonna be permanent. It's always by definition transient. Why should this 18 months in the history of this country even, Because right, there's be... always a break. Because there's always a break. There's... The Roman Empire never exceeded past 250 years. Yeah, but the Roman Empire didn't break in 18 months. And, and, and I'm sorry, you, you can't say, well, technology is now fucking accelerated our development by such, you know, by multifolds that, that, that history just gets thrown out into the dustbin. I think, I don't, I, I, I do, I, I do like, I, I like the line of thinking because the, I think taking a, a comically long view on history is always fun to like bring perspective to things, right? Like, can you imagine like, when Gutenberg dropped the printing press and motherfuckers were like, people are just going to be reading all day and it's going to ruin, like, ruminating while looking at nature. It's going to destroy society. Like, 
all of that shit, like, it's, everything's been done before, right? Like, can you imagine post-Civil War United States and how, like, po- after that, like, the environment we were in? So, like, I agree, shit has fucking been wild the last couple of years. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, as Nas said, no idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun, everything. By the way, I love Gutenberg and Three Minute and Baby. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't understand that one. Steve Gutenberg reference. Uh oh. God. That's what they said. What was that Gutenberg? Should we do Selick? Gutenberg? Dog? Dancing. Dancing. Should we do a lightning round? Yo, but can we, should we just like, why don't we just say the best five hip hop albums of all time? Oh, wow. That's very difficult. That's hard. Oh, do you want to do a lightning round? Oh, no, no, no. I want to. Ben, you started it. Go. Best five hip hop records of all time? Yeah. Alright, go. Go okay, for it. Easy. Elmatic. Ready to die. Okay. Right, okay, so then oh. I'll have the remaining three. Oh, that's I thought it was everybody gets a top five. I can't be limited to two. Luckily I already took Elmatic. I wouldn't I don't know. You wouldn't be ready to die I'm not sure. Man, it's a yeah, I don't I'm not sure about that, uh, that it's not, either. It's not, yeah. it's not on my top five. That's true. It's not on my personal top five. I would put uh, uh, um, low-end theory. Are we talking, are we talking about uh, favorites or like most impactful? Oh, like personally most impactful? Okay, or, how, how yeah, about this? this yeah, 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 we have parameterized. to Parameterized, okay? This has got to be on, tightened we're up. we're nerds, so let's go. If you can assert, like, so weighted average. So 50% is favorite, oh 50% is impactful. Oh the difference. Either give me my five on the island or five. All right, five favorite, five, 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 five on the island. Five on the, five on the island. Five on the island. Island, island, island. Hip-hop only. Yeah, hip-hop only island. Yeah. Oh. Illmatic's definitely got to be on there. It's just like the best end-to-end play. Um, for me personally, I'm going to, you know, my mind immediately goes to Supreme Clientele. Needs Oof. to be in the oh, top that's five nice. ghost face. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, a, 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 you know, it's at the upper echelon of the Wu-Tang catalog, kind of a late arrival, crazy okay, beats, okay. ghost face, like best ghost face album. Uh, all right, that's one and two. Um... Where am I gonna go next? Uh, well, while you're thinking, let, let yeah, me just yeah, somebody I'm else gonna throw in Moment of Truth, Gangstar. Mm. Uh, oh, that's Gangstar. Not mad at that. Not yeah, mad at that yeah, yeah. Definitely the best, name. the best Gangstar album, I think. I mean, we gotta respect the Lords of the Underground. Wow! Oh, what? That come is on. not a top that's five not album. Get out of here. There's Personal impact. For me. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Not, not museum. Not museum. He said <laughs> island. He said island. You can listen to Chief Rocka oh in God, the middle the of the fucking ocean. All right. Here come the lords. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. By the way, did did you see Do It All uh, appear on the Method Man? So I haven't watched Versus during the pandemic. I watched. Oh, one. I didn't know. But okay. did you watch it with Redman so, and no, not DMX. So, so Redman and Meth Man. So was it I, good? I, the only one I watched before was Primo and RZA. Which yes, was, I, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I had to watch yeah, it. I you had like, to. Yeah, you I, had I, to. I, I really liked it, but yeah. like it was fine. No, it was really fun. Method Man and Red Man the was best? excellent, oh. and Red brought Do It All from Lords of the Underground. Yeah. Out. He performed, really? and then he announced that he was running for like city council alderman, and yeah, something like that, and like put out his platform. I was what? like, wow, well, good for you. He really does it all, doesn't he? No, listen, the only way I was able to listen to that in my little collection, I told my mom was a Christian rapper. Lords. Oh, Lords yeah. of the end, yes. Yes. 
Good, good, well played. Well, Immigrant parenting. Yeah, that's how yeah. you get around. That's how well you get around. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Oma, it's, it's Christian rap. She's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I think black on both sides might. Oh wow, that it's it's up there, man. That was a that was a big one. That's for a, me. That, that's he's that's amazing. Good. I'm very disappointed at the amount of output that he's had later in his career. No, he's shite now. Yeah. Um, Rest well, in peace, Black Rob. Oh, don't yeah. get me started. Oh, don't get me started. That was don't sad. Don't get me started on how the Black Rob Report, his second yes, album, is I a saw slept that. on, slept highly on, yeah. slept on, like, very solid 2000s New York album. Can I throw in Operation Doomsday, MF Doom? Yes. Yeah, MF is always, I mean, KMD, MF, absolutely. all, absolutely. Yeah. I think Operation Doomsday might be better than Mad Villainy, not a comp, not a comp. Ah, that's, that's, that's tough. It's not a, that's it's not tough. a good take. But guys, but KMD is the original. Let's be Peach Fuzz. Yeah, yes. Let's be, yeah. Peach Fuzz, Black Bastards, yeah. the unreleased follow-up. Do you guys remember Can Ox, Cannibal Ox? Bro, I can't. Fucking, bro. are you kidding I me? I can't. Def Jacks, like respect Def Jacks. The Cold Vein. Oh, Cold. Bro, Vast Air and. Vast Air. Yes, Air. Vast Air. Vortals. Vortals. Some fucking Dungeons and Dragons yeah, bullshit. That show was yeah, not. Yeah, that yeah, was a little yeah. too deep into the back. That was like way that back. That was the bottom of the backpack. That, that was like the side pocket of the backpack. <laughs> yes, where you yeah put your weed. I think uh, yeah. I mean, I think low end theory is a good ad. Low end. Yeah. I would put that on there. I, I, I'm gonna stray. What about Dela? I'm gonna stray. Yeah. I mean, look. Okay. So speaking of speaking of early Zubin catalog, De La Soul is dead. Yes. Was the skits Epic. on that album. Yes. You know, I, I, I was I was hanging with Max Pierre at the Montreon and like Pass. Oh, Pass came through. The and first time like, I, first oh, time I ever, I didn't know that Max was like boys with them. Oh my God. And I like, I froze up at the bar and I wanted to spit like bitties in the BK rounds to him, but I didn't. And he might not even, he'd be like, why do you He's so nice. Why do you want to, why do you He's like the sweetest dude. He's really normal. so nice. Normal, yeah. You know who's really good friends with him? Max Phil, Phil Levy. Oh, yeah, Phil. But through Max. So. Wait, the, um, what about Company Flow? Oh, Company Flow's okay. Yeah, it's I like okay. Company yeah. Flow a lot. It's not, not, not Too esoteric? Bad. Amazing to see. How about what? Micronauts? Oh my wow. god, now you're man. going really Dude, into, like, whoa, that culture. Have you ever been, did you used to, like, go to Fat Beats in New York City? Yeah. yeah. Dude, what? Yeah, that That's was, like, like, the pilgrimage. Listen. Again, if you, if you didn't buy a tape from Percy P spinning a freestyle in front Time of out. Fat Beats, Listen, like, you, did, you were not around what, in the fucking What magazine. magazine did I edit for? Elemental. We fucking ran Fat Beats like during the fucking late nineties, early two thousand. We had a we had a gang war between who was pro Fat Beat or pro Elemental Mag or Mass Appeal. What we had a, we had I a, that everything was one thing. It was like everything was a battle. Everything was a battle. Everything, everything was a battle, battle. back then. Could you imagine if you had Instagram back then? Oh my it would be God. horrible. Horrible. You Anyways. need to sell your brand to Nas. Oh, Nas is like rich now. Yeah. Because like his Coinbase little. Don't even get me started on those. All right, are we doing uh, a. Can I, can I add a, a non, non-standard album to that. D'Angelo Voodoo is oh. arguably the greatest. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite album yeah, of all time, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's not really hip-hop. It's got a primo beat on it. It's got no, quest on the I, drums. That's like, that's it's a... got meth and red on it. 1,000%. I, 
you know, another one I'm going to add on here, which is actually a late entrant for me, because I wasn't on at the right time. Dilla's Rough Draft album, which is a bit of a sleeper. It's a bit of a sleeper. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you got to respect Dilla. Yeah. Crazy Beats. I'm going to do right now, and I'm trying to find... Your Tinder date? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> um, are you are we are we going to are we going to lightning round? We can. Yeah. We're in we're in over an hour, dude. Is that like the smoke monster from <laughs> Lost? What the fuck is that? This is this is a soundtrack, bro. We're recording. I gotta edit this out, man. No, this is oh oh, <laughs> he's playing on his phone. Okay, sorry. I thought there was like a Guar concert in the lawn. This is like a Def Jux intro? This is Can Ox. Oh yeah, it's a total Can Ox. Yeah, it's always like an LP intro. It's so like dark. It's so and LP it's fucking like intro. It's looming yeah, and dark. It's such and an LP what intro. What a career that guy made for himself. Unbelievable. Oh my god. Dude, can we all go to the Rage fucking Rage Against the Machine show with the opening of Run the Jewels? That oh, show yeah, is going to be dude. epic. Uh, or is that, that, that going to They were supposed to have Coachella. Yeah, or I think they're going to go. I think Coachella is going to happen in 2022, but they're playing oh, Madison Square. Go. Yeah, we got to go. By the way, I got, um, are you going to three points? Is that this weekend? Well, they're no. doing some secret. They're doing like a mini Yeah, like a weekend. mini thing. I got it. All right. So Zubin, any last words before we go into lightning round? I know you wanted to do a marathon uh, podcast session. Yeah. I feel like we've only touched upon... Uh, it's all right. We'll do part Why two. Why don't we do a... Like, we, we could do a whole series. We'll do a oh, part Zubin? two. Zubin? yeah. It's not about Zubin, guys. It's about the collective experience. Okay? Oh, my God. Is he our third co-host? He just referred to himself as a third person. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He He's might our third, be. He's our third co-host. You complete I was hoping this would come up. You, you complete us. <laughs> You're like Astrologer Hansen to our Javier Bardan and Penelope Cruz. What? Whoa! Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Christina Barcelona. Thank you. One of the best. That's Woody one Allen of the best. Can we even say Woody Allen has good movies, or have we completely erased oh. it? No, I don't. Yeah. No? I don't yeah. I'll edit that out. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Wait. Any last words before we go into lightning um, round? Um, it's great to be here. Great to hang out with you guys. And, Are you uh, fuck Austin? Stay home. Uh, not not fuck Austin. Not, actually, no, actually, much love to Austin Cohen. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, actually, Austin! I just got a text from Austin you Cohen lied. while I was sitting you here. You fucking lied. What did he say? What are you up to? Fucking we should let's Austin take Cohen. a selfie. Take a selfie right now with us three. Can he listen to the mm. selfie later? Oh, we're, Austin. We love Austin. Austin never went on our podcast. Austin's we're Miami OG. He should be the next episode. Dude, we we're, been, we're, we were, we're trying we're, to get... He was like episode three. Remember? Yeah. Austin's yeah. got some wild-ass Miami stories. Austin's Austin. just, just the character, man. He's got some fucking shit to we say. We love Austin. We love Austin. We love Austin. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, what are we, like, what are we this doing? Is, so this is a lightning round where we ask questions where you have to answer in a lightning setting. Isn't that how it is? I think you overexplained Answer it's pretty well. Go ahead. Okay, you ready? Okay. What's the title of your quarter life biography? 
quarter life. Uh, so that means I'm 25. Does that mean I'm like 30? It's a. Uh, it's a lightning round. You got. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, it. <laughs> trying to trying to figure it out by Zubin Magpul. Okay, that's a really good one. Okay, um, what weird things do you do alone? Oh boy, <laughs> who's listening? Mom, turn this shit off. Just kidding. Um, I I like to. I this is not surprising based on the show. I sit there and catalog music for hours by <laughs> myself. Like I'll just I'll just I'll just steam a joint and and like make. Add to my playlist of twenty thousand songs. Be like, this is what I might want to listen to when I'm rolling around in my car. This is what I might want to listen to when it's sunny out. Like it's pathetic. Oh, it's like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. make playlists. Playlists, man. Yeah, but like play libraries. We're talking about like it's just a giant shuffle situation. Right? I can't. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Fucking looking up like liner notes and shit. Like yeah, that's oh, what okay. I mean. liner notes. Yeah. Um. All right. Great. Great. Uh, does God exist? Not in the white beard in the sky uh, perspective, but in the unifying life energy force, yes. Fuck. Nice. That's a good... Yeah, I agree. Oh, right? that. No, that's great. Um, what has been a recurring dream? Uh, <laughs> so I don't, have, I don't have great recurring dreams. I okay. actually don't, uh, you know... I'm not a frequent cannabis user anymore, but I think I erased my, my dreaming capacity for a number of years. I do have an interesting <laughs> dream where, uh, again, going back to the CVS in Austin, I have diarrhea in the dream, and I'm looking for a bathroom, and I what? wake up with a very tightly clenched anus, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have to take a shit, and then everything's fine. You're, 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 you're That's dying. real talk. Wow, that's interesting. I have a very similar dream. Not that I need to go to diarrhea, but Is that thing? I don't know. It's a weird. I've been having a recurring dream where it's an Indian I food thing, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. no, where thing. I am about to miss a flight, and I'm like either like packing up or I'm trying to get an Uber or oh, something. But that's that, that's like so the things that create the most anxiety for you recurring your dreams like. So for yeah. 10 years after I graduated law school, I had dreams about sleeping through the bar exam. Because oh, it was the most stressful thing. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. the thing. I got, I got my, my, my buddy uh, Jeff Lottenberg, who's an IP lawyer here in, in uh, Miami. He used to tell me we went to high school together. He had a dream. I always want to understand it. Sorry to air you out, Jeff. <laughs> he had a dream where he would be like walking through a field and he'd get to a castle with like a big drawbridge. And then like he like you know, goes all the way across and then he gets to the door and he doesn't have the key to the door. Oh, that's can't deep. Open the door. And he's like, yes, I, I saw him for the first time in like five years last week. And he was like, yeah, I still have the dream. He still has a dream. Still has the dream for Damn. like 15 years. Why is what it seven is behind like? the wall? But the point is, I think it's like, you know, a reflection of some wow. anxiety. That's Kafka-esque, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Don't be a lawyer. Yeah. I would recommend that to all our listeners to not be a lawyer. All right. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hey, buddy. Clifford. Clifford, Clifford. All right, we're going to edit that out. Okay. What TV sitcom would you star in? Uh, What TV sitcom would I star in? A Different World? 
Oh my god, I fucking love it. Would you be Dwayne Wayne? I would love to be Dwayne Wayne, but I would probably be, what was his friend's name? Was that was oh. Cockroach? Was Cockroach's boy or was that Theo's boy from the Cosby show? I can't remember. Oh, Alright, you know what? Actually, revision. Different worlds too young. I gotta go Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Yeah. Ooh. Clifford, did he get big? Yeah, I got fat. He got fucking huge since I last... Like a week ago. No, he got fat. <laughs> is, it, is that a puppy? Are we still recording? You're gonna edit this shit. I edit it, yeah. Is that a puppy? I don't know. I don't know. He's spry. Where did you just come from? Did you just wake up? Uh, school. <laughs> He's in private school. He's in private school. Um, alright. Next. Alright. What is your favorite childhood memory? Uh oh, I have a repressed childhood. Oh no. Uh, we, that's a whole episode. That's the next episode. That's the next episode, bro. I think it's just like playing with my sister and my two older cousins that I referenced earlier. Um, you know, wearing a fucking figment hat from Disney World <laughs> and, you know, trying to get into my cousin's G.I. Joe drawer while he was like, check out this iced tea body count tape that I got. You <laughs> Damn, how old are you? Yeah, I don't know. Like That's too old. I mean, too young, too young, too young, too young. Um, what do you keep on your nightstand? Um, whatever book I'm reading at the moment, um, which right now is, I forgot the title, it's a book about like being a generalist versus a specialist. Um, oh, oh, interesting. I have an incense burner that never gets lit because Stacy's like, that shit makes me cough. Uh, and, Shout you know, a, a, pen, a pen and paper because I sometimes like write down whatever comes to me in the middle of the night. Nice. Man. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, when was the last time you cried? Um, I think, a, like, within the last few months, when my wife was describing um, something related to, like, the emotions that welled up in her vis-a-vis -vis my son, and it just, like, caught me for a second. I was like... Oh, really? Oh, oh. They grow up so fast. Well, what was that? What? I don't remember exactly. Oh, that's fucked up, bro. Yeah, that's I know. I got a weird memory. <laughs> <laughs> but you just realized you cried? That was almost I, an adorable story. I welled up. Yeah, I got, I got like, you know, misty-eyed. But you don't remember what the I don't remember was. a full... No, it was something related to her talking about my son. It might have been like us watching, you know, one of those commercials where like the dad's playing with the son. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! You may have bro. You I, may have dry eyes. I, I I cry when I see father son shit on like commercials or TV. This definitely see. sounds like a follow on episode. Yeah, yeah. like a pharmaceutical yeah. commercial, yeah, like a dad yeah, like yeah, pushing yeah. a son on the swing. Right, I was like, right. stop! I'm gonna cry right now. Just stop. <laughs> okay, last question. If you have a life's motto, what would that be? Man, I drank too much for this lightning round. I really wanted to fucking knock this shit out, and it's just... Um, Come on, zoom in. No pressure. Life's um, motto, baby. Life's motto is... Skip! <laughs> That's a little pun for life's motto. So. 
you know, figure out a way to find joy in every day. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Because your life's just gonna keep like dumping bullshit on you, and like it's easy to get distracted with nonsense. You gotta, you gotta find a way to find happiness every day. Oh, I love that. Word. Word. Okay. I, I think it. we should end on that. That's beautiful. That's well, we are. Because that was, I said that was my last. Yeah, question. I also don't know if I can answer any more questions <laughs> coherently. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Zubin and Akpal, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my God. This was the best thing I've done in months. Uh, this is awesome. I, this is really wait, wait, time out. We're we're, we're gonna close this out. Any final final words? No. Okay. Well, then there it is. Awesome. Great ending. And, part two. All right, part two. Stay yeah. tuned. Peace. Peace.